It's good to see everybody today. It's good to be together. Let's stand, please. Psalm 119, 25 through 32. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. So Father, this morning as we come together in your presence, I ask, Lord, that you enlarge our hearts. Enlarge our hearts to be able to love you, to be able to receive from you, to be able to enjoy you. The only way that's possible, and that is through the Spirit. Enlarge our hearts, Father. Enlarge our understanding of you, our love of you, our acceptance of your ways. Father, I pray that our hearts be, that we mirror these words in your psalm. That our hearts will be fast and strong and hard after you. We thank you for this opportunity to worship. And I pray, Father, that we are able to worship in spirit and in truth. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. A few of the songs that we sang today, I just wrote down some of the couple of the titles and or main themes. Our God reigns, and I will trust in you. Our God reigns, and I will trust in you. <clears throat> How many of you believe that God reigns? Amen. Amen. Are you sure? Are you convinced? Are you banking on it? Are you throwing all of your hope and trust on it? Do you trust him? Do we trust him no matter what? That's the question. Do we trust him no matter what? We, uh, working on it. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. It says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers. So you notice there that there's Second Thessalonians 2, 1, and then there's verse 2, which I'm about to read. Except when you look in your Bible, it says verse 2, they really missed it. They should have put it before we. So it should have really read, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and are being gathered together to him. Verse 2, 
We ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction." who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do, not, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time." For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan." with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion, so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness." Now, I've said this many times, and I, you know, I, I don't want to keep saying it over and over and always giving the same disclaimer, but it, it, it bears, it bears uh, a value to give the, to give the um, disclaimer that I don't, I don't usually talk about end time stuff. I, I prefer not to. I, I don't... It isn't something that I just, you know, it's not part of the repertoire. It's not part of the, the first thing that comes out whenever I'm, you know, wanting to preach. But this morning, I was praying about what to preach on, and, and I kept hearing and hearing and hearing, and I'm still, it's still in the spirit that we haven't seen nothing yet. We haven't seen nothing yet. That lawlessness is already at work in the earth. It already is. Has been for a long, long time. It has, it has been since Paul's time. This isn't anything new. We just have better news coverage now. We didn't, we didn't hear about all the things. We still don't hear about all the things that are going on that are, that are the fruit of lawlessness. I mean, we, in, especially in America, you know, we, we have the, the best news services in the world and the worst. I saw a meme a while back that says, you know, this was uh, Fox News' headline and this was CNN's headline and this was, and it was all about this and this. It had nothing to do with anything. And then you have uh, uh, BBC that gives you what really happened in the world. <laughs> So if you really want to know, if you want a good news source, go to BBC, and then don't trust them either, because everybody has an agenda. That's not the point. The point is that the, man of, that the, the spirit of lawlessness has been at work from the very beginning. Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy God's creation. We have been made in the image of God. That is why 
We, we are set above the animals. That's why we are set above all creation. That's not a, you know, look at us and we're, we're so great and who cares about the environment? No, he's given us the charge to be good stewards of the environment and all the things around. Being good stewards of the animals, being good stewards with what the, the earth as a whole. But he did put his spirit, as we said at the beginning, Yahweh, he breathed his spirit into us. He didn't breathe his spirit into anything else. He didn't breathe his spirit into the dogs and the cats, especially the cats. Somebody else breathed into them. Yes, thank you, brother. Moving right along before I get myself in real trouble. But he breathed, him, he breathed life. He breathed his ruach, his, his spirit, the spirit of God into us. And because of that, we do hold a place that is higher than the creation, the rest of creation. But then with it comes responsibility. We're also the ones who are given the responsibility to represent his kingdom on this earth. There are two kingdoms. There is his kingdom, that is, that is the kingdom of light, that's the kingdom of hope, that's truth. It's all of those things. It's, it's life. And it's the only kingdom that has the answer. All the other kingdoms want to tell you they have the answer, but they don't. They have parts of it. They have pieces of it. There's truth is truth. Where something is really true, it's true. But the, the truth, the way, the life is Jesus. No way, no way. We know that. I'm, I'm preaching to the crowd here. I'm preaching to the choir. And the spirit of lawlessness is already at work. Now, this last week we had a wonderful week of vacation with only one small, I call it small, one, one hiccup. We had cable news network where, not just cable news network, but all the cable news networks. And so my wife thinks I'm a, I'm a news junkie. My wife knows that I'm a news junkie. And she was lamenting the fact that, I mean, you just, there's, there's stuff happening in the world and you need to know. So, I mean, I watched all the stuff you watched this week. And I, this morning I was thinking about the rioting that's going on, not just here, but around the world. And it has been. And there's wars and rumors of wars. There's all the stuff that Matthew 24, that, that Thessalonians 1, you know, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Th all the stuff, Revelation, all the stuff that was saying these things will happen before the end will happen. They're going to happen, and they are happening. But we ain't seen nothing yet. And because, and this, this, this morning is not about what's coming. We know what's coming. We've been told what's coming. Gross darkness. Gross darkness. Terrible, horrible things will happen in the earth. And they're going to happen with more frequency. And we're going to see them more readily. We're going to see them happen in, in, on television and everything else. What matters, though, is not what's about to happen. What matters is how the kingdom of God responds to them. That's what matters. Evil will happen. Evil has always happened. 
Things, there, there have always been death, killing, destruction. Large quantities, small quantities. Large-scale wars and governments, small-scale individuals. On one side, we have, we have nations that are slaughtering people. ISIS and so on. But on the on their side, I'm going to a funeral tomorrow of a, a very good friend of mine's daughter. Very close friend of mine. Daughter died of an overdose this week. I mean, what do you say? Well, you better have something to say. My heart all week long is, God, tell me what to say. Tell me. Show me how to respond. How does your kingdom respond when a father is, has no hope? No hope. Because that's what's important. I mean, it's horrible that, that, that the world is falling apart, and it's horrible that that family is falling apart. But with the response is the most important thing. Jesus said, he says, or Paul said through the word, you, that you need to have a response for every opportunity to speak life, to speak hope. The thing we can't do, and that's, the, that's what's on my heart today, is go back to verse Two, starting with the, the four words, at least in my version, the four words before the number two, we ask you brothers. We ask you brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed either by, by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us. In that context, what happened in there was that people were going around saying, Jesus already came back, you missed it. They were sending out letters saying, Jesus already came back. You missed, you missed the second coming. And people were freaking out. How many of you would be a little freaked out if somebody came in and preached a sermon, uh, just to let you know you missed it, it was last week, the second coming. And Paul's saying, don't let, don't let that get, get to you. Don't, don't despair. Don't fall apart. Don't, don't give up hope. Don't, don't get caught up in it. The bottom line message of today is don't get caught up in it. It is too easy to get caught up in the, the emotion, the fear, the, the anxiety of what's happening, what you're seeing on television, what you're not seeing on television. This stuff is bombarding you every day, every moment of every day. You can get in your car, and we can turn it on. You can turn it on, and you just hear the news. And what it will do is it will cause you to despair. So what's our response? What do we need to do? What, what is our position in this? Because this stuff is going to happen. I mean, I could, I could teach all the way through here. He says that, you know, that the, there, 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 there won't be the end until the great rebellion happens. You think we've seen rebellion? We ain't seen rebellion. The great rebellion. And in, in other places in the Bible, it says that it gets, it's going to get so bad that, you, that even, even believers are going to rebel. And we're starting to see that. That's bad stuff. That's, and why? Because you get so bombarded with it that after a while you just despair and give up. Why try? Why try to do this? No, we're not supposed to despair. Why? Because our kingdom is one that has the answers. 
Our kingdom has hope. Our kingdom is life. We, we, get, we have a get out of this junk free card. We don't have to experience hell. We don't have to experience death, destruction to the, the body. Yes, okay, our, we're going to die. It's going to happen. But eternity is ours. That's hope. We have to focus on that. Verse 16. Slide down to verse 16. Not that 13 through 15 aren't important. But 16 brings it home. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and, the, and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. In the midst of everything that's happening, and it's going to get wild. This summer is going to get really wild. It's going to get wild. They're rioting now. Wait till it's warm. I mean, praise God for Minnesota. You know, you give them a 40 degree day and look what happens, you know. It's going to get wild. But in the midst of it, don't lose heart. Don't feed it. Don't feed the despair. Don't feed. How do you feed the despair? dwelling on it there was a reason uh, you know you can you can disagree with me all you want Qu- quietly quietly and by yourself <laughs> but you can disagree with me all you want but there were a reason that the great men and the great men of old that wouldn't even read a newspaper they focused only on the word they focused on the word and they focused on the word and they focused on the word smith wigglesworth said i, I don't read the newspaper why? Because it, it, it's not that it's not true. It's not that those, those things aren't happening. They are happening. But it will, it will crush you if you dwell on it. I was, I was a news junkie early, very early. I was just talking with somebody recently, and actually an old-timer. And I said, I remember, the because he said something about the Vietnam War. I'm sure you don't remember that. Actually, at the age of five and six, I sat every night next to my dad and watched the news. Every night. That made me a news junkie, I believe. And I used to watch the body counts. You remember the body counts? You old-timers? It was like, it was like the box score of the baseball game, wasn't it? Sad to say. So many of them died, and so many of us died. So many of them were wounded, and so many of ours were wounded. And just and, and it all, it, it, as a kid, I was like, those are real people. If, you, if, you do, if we dwell on, do we dwell on his word as much as we dwell on that? That's the question that God keeps asking me. Do you dwell as much in my word as you do in the news? Do I dwell? Do, what's the first thing I grab and reach for and want to know when I wake up in the morning?
He's been saying that a lot to me lately. Really? That's what you want to know? I'm the God of all the universe. I can tell you anything, everything. If you seek me with all of your heart, what are you going to focus on? doesn't mean you don't watch the news. Yeah, I think you need to watch the news. You need to know where to avoid. You need to know where to stay away from, what to pray for. But don't let that be what you feed every moment of every day with. Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. <clears throat> for these are op opposed. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Interesting, huh? So, you know, if you feed, which one do you feed? Do you feed the well, what we're going to read here, love, joy, peace, kindness, or do you feed the other? For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ, Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now, I'm not saying we're, we should stick our head in the sand. We can't. We live in a world where we need to know what's going on. We need to know how to pray. We need to know all those things. Jesus even knew the events of the day. When they came to him and they said, which, which of these, you know, who sinned here? That guy, that, he says, do you think sin is because of if something, or do you think that sickness is because somebody sinned? He says, well, what happened to all those people that died in the Tower of Siloam? He, he, he quoted a, a, an event of the day that somebody had given news about. He was aware of what was happening. He was aware of what was happening in the government. He was aware of what was happening in the world around him. He was aware. But he also spent huge amounts of time by himself seeking God. How we react to what's happening in the world. What we do from here on out is going to be based on what we focus on. I said it before the election. It doesn't matter who's the, who's the president. The end will come. 
The government is not the answer. The answer is Jesus. Okay, so we know that now. So that's, that's the crux of this whole morning, this whole message, what I believe God wants to say. We have the answer. Now what do we do? How do we live our lives? What is the purpose that you get up every morning? What is the reason that you go to where you go? Work, school, life, neighborhood, whatever it is, the gym, whatever it is. When you do, whatever you do, why do you do it? That is at the core of what we're supposed to be doing here. Why, do you, why are you who you are and why do you go where, you're, where you go? The reason you go there is to be salt and light. That is the reason. That's not just a nice phrase that we throw around. You know, Jesus said we need to be salt and light. No, you really need to be salt and light. That's what he's expecting us to do. When I go to that funeral tomorrow, I'm going there as salt and light. I'm going there as a representative of Jesus Christ. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't have a prepackaged word. I don't, what, what? because how do, you, how do you just speak into somebody's life? Life, that only comes by the Spirit. And it can't come in a packaged form. It has to be life. How do you deal with your coworker who's go, you know, is going through a divorce? Or how do you go through your neighbor whose children are off the rail? How do, you, how do you deal with those people? You be salt and light. And the only words you can speak are the words that God has given you. When does he give them to you? I loved... Anybody watch the inauguration? Anybody watch that? News junkie. I know it was Friday. A lot of you had to go to work. That's, you know, it's amazing. I wasn't working. Um, but the, there was a... One of the, the people who prayed was, uh, was uh, at the inauguration was... The last, I think it was the last guy who prayed was an Assembly of God minister. And when he prayed, oh my goodness. They actually had him on the news that night and they said, where did you get that? <laughs> Where did you get those words? Where did you... you know, and he goes, from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, you're... And, and the person, I don't know if they're a believer or not, says, but you're like speaking for God. Wow. <laughs> How do you know what to say? And it was just amazing. It just flowed out of him. <laughs> he says, from my quiet times. From the time I spend with God when nobody else is looking. It was awesome. It was just amazing. Just, it was, talk about, you know, forget about everything else. Just think about what was said and, and prayed and, and, and before, during, and after. Salt and light. Whether they like it or not. Whether the other, whether darkness liked it or not. On Friday, the kingdom of God was represented. And no wonder there's a fight. The kingdom of God was lifted up. The name of Jesus was lifted up. Is it, should it be a wonder that the kingdom of darkness is going to attack with everything that they have? We're not ignorant of his devices. But we also don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not the reporters. It's not the commentators. It's not, it's not any of those. It's the kingdom of darkness. The battle doesn't happen on television. The battle happens between everybody's ears that sees what they see and hear. That's where the battle is happening. It's for the hearts and minds of individuals. 
Monday morning, you guys go to work. Here, I get to come and I have to deal with staff, you know, and then that's my own battle. But tomorrow, you, go, you get to go into the marketplace. You get to go into the school. You get to go and everybody's going to be talking about something. What are you going to say? What's, what's God going to put in your heart to say? Will you have the guts to say it? I think it'll be awesome. Talk about, talk about opportunity. You know, what did you think of the inauguration? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he does. We'll see how this works out. But man, the word of God got preached. Did you hear what those guys prayed? Did you hear what they, you know, did you, did you hear the glory that, that God was given? Man, that's just, talk about words of encouragement. Whatever you think about whoever's in office, doesn't matter, any of them. It doesn't matter who's up in this pulpit. The word of God is still the word of God no matter who's in this pulpit. Even if I'm completely wrong, the word of God is still the word of God. And the battle still is going to be between here. So what are you going to say? Actually, you shouldn't know what you're going to say yet. Don't, don't pre-plan it. What you're, going to be, what you're going to say is what's going to come out of you. The rivers of living water. But let it flow. Let it flow. On Friday, I was able to, the, we were at Deb's parents' place and there's a number of her dad's friends that meet for coffee every, every day. And I made it a couple of days. I went down and I was his representative. He wasn't able to be there. And, and one of them has a different political view than most of the others. And so they asked me what I was doing on Friday. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the inauguration. It's a big day. I don't, I've watched every inauguration, I think, since whatever the 60s were. Who was in the... Not Johnson. I would have been too young. Who was after him? Nixon. Nixon. I've watched every inauguration since. Just because. It's news. I'm a news junkie. <laughs> it's what I do. If, I, if I'm left to my own devices, it's what I do. But I... I said, and, and the one guy immediately looked away and quit talking, and the other guys kind of smiled, smirked, and quit talking. He got up to go get a cup of coffee. They said, just so you know, he's not a fan of Trump. Well, I was thinking, do I push the button or not? <laughs> I'm an outsider. I can leave. <laughs> I didn't push the button, okay? Just Because I'm supposed to be, so, come on now, guys. You were hoping. You were hoping I pushed the button, didn't you? No. I was salt and light. So I said what the kingdom says. The king, what I said was, it doesn't matter who's in the office. What matters is how they live their lives. It's a matter how we live our lives. It's a matter, it's a, it matters what choices we make, starting with Jesus Christ. It's, it is an opportunity to be salt and light. And in the days ahead, in the days ahead, there'll be more and more and more opportunities to represent our kingdom, to be the ambassador that we're called to be. Now, 
to get there is going to take work. Because you don't, you don't have everything in you yet. I don't have everything in me yet that I need to have to, to, to come out. Because what comes out is what you've been meditating on. And it's what you've been meditating on the most recently. What have I been, what have I been listening to? What have I been reading? What have I been, 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 uh, been praying about? What's God been speaking to my heart? That has to be what leads the conversation. Because when you do that, you'll say amazing things that you never planned to say. You'll say things like, like what Jesus said that'll stop people and they go, where did this guy come from? He, he, he speaks as one with authority. You can speak as one with authority because you do have the authority. But you've got to speak what he tells you to say. And how do you do that? You get into his word. You be in his word more, more tomorrow than you were the day before. You be in his presence. You spend time in his presence. And, and that just, whatever that means. I, I, you, I don't want to put it into, a, into a, a box because it's not a box. The way you're going to spend time with God is going to be different than the way you're going to. You just, you do it as you're led. Best sermon I ever heard on that was, was a, a guy preached on, he says, how do, when and how do you seek God? And he used the verse where Jesus called his disciples and they came to him. He says, you go to God whenever he calls to you. But you have to be listening for him to call to you. When's he calling? When, when does he say, come and spend some time? Because usually it's when your flesh goes, no! <laughs> I really want to do that instead. Something else. But you keep feeding that and you'll do something else. If you keep feeding his voice, you'll get more of his voice. Be in his presence. Learn, grow. There's so much to know. There's so much to know about him. He's vast. He's expansive. He's, he's unfettered. He's, he is all in all. In his presence are all of the answers. You want answers? You want answers to what's going on in the world? Be in him.